This is Brother Matter, and I greet you in the precious name of Jesus. And I pray that everyone's doing well. And I want to go ahead and get straight into the word that God has placed in my heart. And it was uh, last Saturday morning, June the 23rd. The Lord woke me up about 3.30 in the morning and began to deal with me. And these are the words uh, that I basically heard in my spirit. It wasn't word for word like the scripture, but I knew it was scripture. Uh, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou were cold or hot, so that because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Now that word spew in the original Greek means vomit. So where I want to take you is to Revelation, the third chapter. And I want to speak, read from the 14th through the 20th verse. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write these things, saith the Amen, the true, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou were cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest thou not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness doth not appear, and anoint thy eyes with eyesalve, that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be thou zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. And the Lord woke me up. And those are the words I heard in my spirit from verse 15. And the Lord started dealing with me. And the very first thing I asked the people at the church Sunday morning, the next day, I said, if I were to ask you about your relationship with the Lord, and I ask you to judge yourself or examine yourself, what would you say the status of your relationship with the Lord was? Would you say you were hot? Would you say you were cold? And would you say you were lukewarm? And I got people to thinking, and it's time for people to examine themselves and think, children, because... If you stop right where you're at listening to this and you examine yourself, then you are going to have to make a confession whether you are hot or whether you are cold or whether you are lukewarm. And I told him, I said, I don't want you to answer me. I want you to examine yourself before the Lord and see where your relationship with God is. And the only way to have a relationship with God is in prayer, and seeking the face of God. Do, uh, people not understand that prayer is your intimacy and your relationship with the Lord, and that's how you uh, commune and fellowship with God is in the Spirit, in prayer. And it is time for us to 
awaken ourselves and shake ourselves and stir ourselves, children. The Lord is going to have a people that He's preparing to bring forth a visitation of His Word and His Spirit that no generation that's ever walked on the face of the earth has ever seen up till this time. I don't know why this is so hard to understand. People talk about how God moved and formed the church on the day of Pentecost and what He done and how souls were added to the church and how everywhere the apostles like Paul and Silas and Paul and Barnabas and Peter, where they went and what's recorded in the book of Acts, great mighty moves of God, souls were saved. The first day Peter stood up and preached on the day of Pentecost, the church was formed in 3,000 plus or 3,000 was added to the church that day. And then later on, I think it was in Acts 5, another 5,000. And in uh, Acts the second chapter, I believe it's the very last verse, it says, And such as should be saved was added to the church daily. We don't see this kind of move of God. We don't see. Yet we've got big mega churches. We've got churches Everywhere that run a couple of thousand and some that run into 15 and 20 plus thousand. But it's not the size of the church. Is there a moving and a working of the Spirit? Does this scripture in Revelation 3 ring home to you? And do we ever examine ourselves and see if we are hot, if we are cold, if we drop into a lukewarm state? Because if we've dropped into a lukewarm state and you have dropped in to a lukewarm state from where you have one time walked with God, then you are in a danger of the Lord. And that's what he said. He said, I'll spew you out. Look the word up in the original Greek in Strong's Concordance. It's uh, uh, New Testament number 1692. It says, of uncertain affinity to vomit. So the Lord's saying, if you're lukewarm and I've got a lukewarm taste in my mouth, I will vomit you out. I will spit you out. I will spew you out. You are not a good taste in the mouth of God. And I don't know about you, but if I go to drink a hot drink like coffee or hot tea, then I want it hot. If I want to drink a glass of iced tea, I want it cold. And I want plenty of ice in it. I don't want lukewarm coffee and I don't want lukewarm iced tea. I want it hot or cold. I cannot stand a cup of coffee that's lukewarm. I cannot stand a glass of iced tea that's supposed to be cold to be lukewarm. I will spit it out of my mouth. But look what on he went on and says in verse 17, Because thou saith, I am rich and increased with goods, and have need of nothing. The church today that we see in our nation, they are very rich, they are increased with goods, and people have need of nothing. And knowest thou not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked? This is because they are looking at it in the natural, and the Spirit of the Lord is looking at it, by His Spirit. God don't care about your natural. Your natural needs and cares are the least things in God's eyes and His concern. But He said, Thou art wretched, wretched, 
and miserable and poor and blind and naked. He was speaking spiritual. But then he turned around and said, I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white raiment, which is righteousness through Christ living on the inside of you, and that thou mayest be clothed, that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thy eyes with eyesight, that they may see as many as I love. Listen what he's saying. He's saying, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be thou zealous, therefore, and repent. Nobody wants for the Lord to chastise and rebuke. Nobody wants for the Lord the word chastise. It can mean correction. It can mean instruction. It can also mean a uh, a whipping, so to speak, a chastisement. But what it does is it takes you off of the wrong course. You remember last week I spoke how easy it was to get on the wrong course and how people had fallen and gotten off track and how the Lord talked to us and in Revelation uh, earlier in this chapter or second chapter about getting uh, in error in just a little bit will take you on the wrong course. But he said, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be thou zealous and stand, therefore repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. This is not a salvation scripture. This is the Lord wanting to take you into a place and a realm of the Spirit that we can come into intimate seeking of His face and relationship with Him that we can know Him. You know, Paul spoke of in Philippians, the third chapter and the tenth verse, he said, I want to know Him in the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being made conformable unto His death. In the next verse, he says, If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. He wanted to reach that place that Christ came to when he was resurrected from the dead, that full power and authority. Did not Jesus appear to his disciples in Matthew 28 and say unto them, Behold, all power in heaven and earth is now given unto me. That's what Paul was looking at. He was looking at having that power in authority that was given to the resurrected Christ. That's the reason he wrote in Ephesians 1 and 20 what he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. It was then and there that he set him over all principalities, all powers, all circumstances and situations in this world, in the world to come, in heaven, in earth and under the earth. The resurrected Christ now, he's still flesh and bone. He said it when he appeared to his disciples in Luke 24 when he scared them. As he stepped in the room, they were astonished and they were afraid. He said, here, touch me, handle me. He said, a ghost hath not flesh and bone as you see me have. He is that man, Christ Jesus. But the fullness of the Godhead now dwelleth bodily in him. He is that man, Christ Jesus, but all power in heaven and earth now lives in him and in 
is that spirit. It is that Holy Ghost and that resurrected power that He is wanting to impart unto you and I and send back a restoring and a moving of the spirit of the resurrected Christ which came in a measure on the day of Pentecost to the early church. This is what gave them that power and authority and dominion to do what they done. This is what placed the gifts, the ability, the callings, the administrations. It was that outpouring on the day of Pentecost on that 120 that made up the government of the church that set in place the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers that set in place according to 1 Corinthians 12, 28, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, gifts of healings, helps, governments, and diversities of tongues. He set that in the church, and then he added 3,000 souls to the church, and he's going to do it again. I'm telling you, he's going to do it again, and he's going to do it again. He is going to do it again. There is a restoring of the outpouring of the spirit type of the resurrected Christ that is coming to the church, but it's not going to stop where it did at Pentecost, but it's going beyond what God done on that day. He will first restore, set in order the government of the church, the leadership of the church. He will restore. If you live a few more years, you will see holy apostles like Paul and Peter and James and John. You will see holy prophets like Moses and Joshua and Elijah and Elisha. You will see great and mighty men of God like Isaiah that prayed and the sun went backward in the sky ten degrees. You will see men like Joshua that stood and they called out to God and he caused the sun to stand still and the moon to stand still. He stopped the very orbits of the sun, the moon, the stars. He stopped the very rotation of the solar system as we know it. And the Bible said in the sun hastened not to go down for a whole day. This is a God that I serve. This thing that people have gotten into of a form of godliness that denies the power thereof. I want no part of it. I believe it's a stink in God's nostrils that I believe. It's a lukewarm taste in his mouth that he's fixing to spew out. He's fixing to vomit it out. People have got in a form. They do church the same way every time. They sing the same songs. They're bound in a form of doctrine. They're bound in in a form of God that denies the power thereof. And it's time to turn back to prayer and seeking God and learn how the spirit of prayer can work in our lives to pull down these strongholds, to cast down these imaginations and to get everything out of the way that is exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bring every thought into the obedience of Christ. That is 2 
in Corinthians 10, uh, 3, 4, and 5, where he talked about the weapons uh, of our warfare are not carnal. Uh, but so many people today are carnal-minded. Uh, they try to understand God in a carnal mind. Uh, they try to think they understand God. Uh, we, we think we, uh, in our carnal mind he understands our thoughts and our ways. But he said in Isaiah 55, uh, your thoughts are not my thoughts and your ways uh, are not my ways as high as the heavens are from the earth. Uh, so are your thoughts from my thoughts uh, and your ways from my ways. Uh, and God is sending out a word uh, that will not return void, uh, but it will accomplish that. And he sent it forth to do. Uh, it's been spoken according to Acts 3.19 uh, that he has spoken of a restitution uh, of all things by the mouth uh, of all his holy prophets since the world began. Uh, he spoke it by Joel in 2, uh, 23, 24, and 25 of the restitution uh, that he would uh, he would pour out his spirit uh, as he did on the day of Pentecost. Uh, and he would give us the rain, the former and the latter rain in the first month, uh, which is a sign of a new beginning. We have entered uh, into a new beginning. God told me on November the 12th, uh, 2017, uh, that a new beginning, a new move of his spirit had begun. Uh, and I don't care what doctrine says. I don't care what tradition says. Uh, I don't care what man say. I don't care uh, how dead uh, the church is. There is a people out there that are hungry uh, and thirsting after a working uh, of the spirit of the living God. Uh, and he will birth and bring forth uh, a people in his spirit. He has begun uh, a new work. And for I believe God uh, that it shall be even as it was told me uh, that there is a working of the Spirit. There is a move of God uh, being brought forth in the earth. There is a word uh, to Gentiles that live in darkness in this nation and abroad. Uh, the Spirit of God uh, is not hindered. You may bind vessels. Paul uh, was bound in chains. He was put in prison. Uh, but Paul made the statement, uh, the Word of God is not bound. Uh, the Spirit of God is not bound. Uh, the Spirit of deliverance is not bound. And you will see that God will move and pour out of His Spirit on those that will turn to prayer and seek in His face. Those that are tired of deadness and dryness and lukewarmness. Those that are tired of seeing a form of godliness that denies the power thereof. Press in prayer. Press in prayer. Press in prayer. Seek the face of God. Come to that place of intimacy. Come to that place uh, that you do know their your God. Daniel said, uh, I see a people that do know their God uh, and they are strong and do exploits. Uh, God is not finished in this earth. Uh, he is just beginning. I'm telling you, He's just beginning. There's a great visitation of the Spirit of God. This God began to move on me. Last Saturday, and he began to ask me about people and their relationship. And he began to show me, he said, people have quit praying. They've lost the spirit of prayer. They've lost the hunger to pray. Churches, no more or no longer, hardly any have a desire to pray. 
When I was born in 1952, my dad was a pastor. He was a man of prayer and fasting and seeking the face of God. And as I grew up and began to understand things, early in my years, five, six, seven, eight, those years, people were praying people. I'm not talking about a two-minute prayer, a five-minute prayer. I'm talking about people that would seek the face of the Lord. I'm talking about intercessory prayer. People that would pray and seek the face of God. And now people think because they've accepted Jesus Christ and been baptized in water and have received a earnest of the Holy Spirit, people think they're fine. They don't pray. They don't seek the face of the Lord. They don't study the Word. They don't have a desire to be moved on and to be filled with the working of His Spirit. Children of God, when the Holy Ghost was poured out on the day of Pentecost, it moved people. It led people. It guided people. It ordered their steps. It directed their paths. And before the sun went down that day, the Spirit had moved Peter to stand up and preach about a Christ that was crucified and resurrected. And they cried out to Peter, What? must we do? And Peter gave them the plan of salvation. He said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sin and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for it is promised unto you and unto your children and unto your children's children and unto as many as are afar off. Peter spoke of the plan of salvation salvation to repent and be baptized in water and then to receive uh, the indwelling of a measure of the Spirit of uh, the Christ. Uh, He spoke of this uh, and he told them it's not just for you but it is for your children uh, and it is for your children's children uh, and it is for those uh, that are afar off. He was talking about many generations. Uh, He was talking about many, many, many many, many, many generations uh, to to receive uh, the working of the Spirit of Christ. Uh, So, uh, there was something happened in people and that day the church was formed. Uh, Peter preached that word and preached about a resurrected uh, Christ that the grave couldn't hold him. Uh, He said hell couldn't hold him, the grave couldn't hold him. Uh, And when he he raised up and ascended, uh, he ascended with the keys of death and hell. Are you hearing me today? That risen Savior still holds the keys of hell and death. He still holds the power over the grave. He still holds power over sin, sickness and disease. He conquered all things. And He is still the conqueror and He's coming forth. In Revelation it says that the rider of the white horse came forth conquering and to conquer. I'm telling you by the Spirit of the Lord the rider of the white horse is coming forth and he's coming forth to conquer hallelujah he's not conquered he is the conqueror and he's coming forth to conquer and to conquer
conquer right? every demon, every sickness, every disease, right? every power, every force of sin and degradation and depression, right? every power of hell that's got you bound. Right? If you were torn to the Lord Jesus Christ, call upon His name. Right? Submit your life to Him right? and repent and be baptized in water. Right? He will give you an earnest of His Spirit. He will place something in you right? that will give you the authority and dominion to fight right? the very forces and powers of hell. You can come out of this prison you're in. You can come out of these forces of bondage. You can come out of these powers of hell that's had you bound. You can come out of it. But you've got to turn your life and your heart over to the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent of His sins. Give your heart and your life to Him. And I'm talking about not reciting some sinner's prayer. I'm talking about getting on your knees, get somewhere you can pray. You let God break your heart. The Bible said godly sorrow work of repentance. It's godly sorrow. It's you being sorry for your deeds and that that you've done. It's being sorry. And let the Spirit of God work godly sorrow in you. So it's time to repent and believe the gospel. And this gospel of the kingdom with power, with healings, with deliverance, with miracles is now stepping on the scene. This is Brother Metter and I pray that this word is touching your heart and I would encourage you to do everything you can to help us keep this broadcast on the air and keep this word going out. And if you would like to write us, write us at World Revivals, that's W-O-R-L-D, Revivals, R-E-V-I-V-A-L-S. The address is P.O. Box 1618. And the city is Conyers, C-O-N-Y-E-R-S, Georgia. And the zip code is 30012. Send us your prayer requests. Send us what you want us to petition God for. And if God lays it on your heart and you can support this broadcast, then you send an offering and you make it in the name of World Revivals. Once again, that is W-O-R-L-D. R-E-V-I-V-A-L-S, World Revivals. It is a non-profit corporation. Your tax, your offerings, your donations are tax deductible. And we encourage you to do everything you can to keep this broadcast on the air. If you would like to visit us at our website, we've now got everything together in one website, uh, our Evangelistic Ministry, our church in Fort Payne, our church in LJ, our YouTube channel, uh, the testimonies, the articles I'm writing, everything is at one uh, website now, and that is man, M-A-N, sent, S-E-N-T, from, F-R-O-M, God, G-O-D, dot O-R-G, man sent from God at dot Org. Man sent from God dot org. Man sent from God dot org. And you can find everything there. And if you forget what I'm saying, you go read uh, the Gospel of John, the first chapter and the sixth verse, and said there was a man sent from God whose name was John. So it is man sent from God. And we would encourage you to go to the website. 
If you want to donate by credit card or PayPal, there's ways there to do it. But all of our YouTube uh, channel uh, videos of prophecy and teachings are there. The radio broadcasts are being uh, logged and archived on sermon.net. You can go there and listen, but we just encourage you to fill your hearts and your minds with the Word. Read the testimonies. Read the writings. What God has taken us. What, what God is doing. If you would like to attend service with us, we are only having one service right now at New Testament Church at LJ, and that is on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. We go to prayer about 10.30, but to find the church, you would go toward Dawsonville from LJ on Highway 52, just a little bit of going out of town. You'll pass the R.A. Apple House on the left, go about another mile, Big Creek Road turns to the left. When you turn left on Big Creek Road, the Dollar General store is on your right. Go approximately six, maybe a little over six miles. The New Testament church at J is there on your left. It is on the corner of Big Creek Road and Garland Drive. The address is 90 Garland Drive, uh, J. May God bless you till our next broadcast.